1: And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often-overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis, got my brother Quentin with me, of course, and this is week three of our countdown of our favorite tracks of 2021. Um, Yeah, man, you know, we're, we're rounding second base, right? Running second base. I feel like we brought some good tunes so far, dude. Yeah. I think I mentioned this on the first one we did at the beginning of the month. But this to me is more about just showcasing the artists that I have discovered that I fell in love with. You know? Yeah. Like some of these artists, some of these tracks that I'm bringing aren't necessarily like the quote unquote top tracks of the year for me. Sure. You know, just great tunes from great artists especially the ones that I just discovered this year. I'm bringing a bunch of artists back that I you may have heard earlier in the year on a what you heard. But, you know, this is just like a, a a celebration of their music, dude. Yeah, and you know, it's usually a good way to showcase you know, up and coming fresh faces, right? That maybe put out their first record this year. Right. At least with a you know, we 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 tend to gravitate toward indie musicians a lot right it's just yeah kind of the music that we're into yep so you know it's always a good way to, to get more you know get their name out there and introduce you know hopefully introduce you to a new artist or two you know yeah dude i hope so anyways brother you've been drinking any tasty tea lately brother of course dude <laughs> i've been drinking some tasty tea uh yeah dude i just want to talk about the uh the Top Seller Sampler Dry Flight. This Dry Flight is a, an awesome gift for, for the tea lover in your family. It's got the eight top-selling teas. So it's 60 cups of tea for 21 bucks. My favorite still to this day, of, of this particular kit at least, is that uh, almond nutty cream. The nutty almond cream? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yesterday night I had a cup of the Fruity Paradise. So that's strawberry, pineapple, and green tea. Ooh, yeah. It's got black tea as well, mango, rose petals, raspberry bits. Mm. Delightful, dude. Delightful. Yeah, that's what's, that's to me, what the most enjoyable part of, of the loose leaf tea that the Tiesta tea sells, right? You you can look at it and see, like, look, you know, you can look at everything in there. It's, you it's awesome. See pretty all the awesome, individual dude. ingredients, you know, and the aroma, dude, while it's brewing. Pff, for, just forget about it. So yeah, we are partnering with TSTT right now, and if you use the promo code NoFiller15 at checkout, you will get fifteen percent off your purchase. Yeah, and if you know what, if it's too late for Christmas shopping or you've already bought gifts because you're a you're a go getter, you know, get yourself the sampler flight. You know, check out their other their other uh, gift packs and variety packs and stuff like that. They got they got a bunch of dude. I, I'm I'm gonna have to. Hopefully it'll get in by next week. But I did order that holiday pack, and I also bought a gift for my wife. So, Tiesta Tea, man, it it's starting to to seep into my life, or should I say, steep into my life. Oh, see yes. that, brother, Ooh. you did it. Professional. Use the promo code NoFiller15 at checkout, and you will get fifteen percent off your order. That's TiestaT.com. A bold T for a bold you. All right, Q. Let's kick off our countdown. So I went first last week, which means you're going first this week. What do you got for us? I feel like I'm going to kick it off kind of like you did last week with Magdalena Bay. Okay. You might not be floating, but you're going to be hopping and squirming. Toe tapping? Just toe tapping, man. I So I've brought this guy before. His name's J.W. Francis. And he's been dropping singles all year. So this is one that I've been jamming to for a while because this one was released as a single. So, just going to let the music speak for itself. Kicking us off right. This is, again, an artist. It goes by J.W. Francis. This song is called Maybe. I feel like we're just about like a broken record with all of our picks here, but you know uh, you can't escape the the Julian Casablancas <laughs> vocal comparison. Yeah, like it's yeah, just dude. right there. Like, yeah. Now, what I like about w- what this guy's doing, JW Francis, and like some of these other artists that we've talked about, it feels like the indie dream, bedroom pop, whatever you want to call it, or whatever. It's sort yeah. of like incorporating some post-punk stuff from the two thousands, like Julian's delivery, right? Uh, right, a lot of that with that vocal delivery, for but sure. but with some like newer elements. Like, there's almost like some down tempo type stuff in that song. The bass line was killer. Yeah, but uh, you know, he had some like almost like jazzy kind of stuff in there that yeah, made me think weird, of like down tempo like, stuff. It, it could have been a sample or or, or just something that he created on his his keyboard yeah. or something but yeah, but yeah yeah like the drumming in the in the in the bass was what was killer yeah uh, and, and he's you know he's really like playful with his his recording too like he was i don't know if you heard he was like kind of like making noises with his mouth during like part of it yeah he just like kind of right using yeah it as like an instrument yeah i was hearing that yeah yeah really cool dude yeah that's a uh, cool. big fan of this guy i actually I, I didn't realize that he released a full-length album, so I'm gonna have to dive into it. But I've there's been a, a few singles of his that I've been enjoying throughout the year. This one being one of them. So again, that is J.W. Francis. The song is Maybe, and the full-length album is called Wander Kid. And that's it, dude. That's how I'm gonna start it off. Pass it on to you. Well, I've got the perfect segue, and this was my my planned first song so it just happens to go really well with what you just brought to the table but another i'm bringing another bedroom pop indie pop artist it seems like that whole that whole thing the whole concept of like hey i just started making music in my bedroom like that's literally (laughs) his his biography on spotify it says yeah hey i'm zach bay ledges is a project i started in my bedroom a few years ago like that's his That's it. That's the bio, right? But like the bedroom, (laughs) the bedroom pop thing to me started around the 2010s, right? Like when we were doing New Dust, or at least you started to hear the term used more, like bedroom pop, right? With like Tycho and Washed Out and Toro Y Moi. Yeah, the only reason we were calling a bedroom, you know, Tycho isn't a bedroom pop artist. He's you know a that's true IDM type dude. But I mean, he was making his tunes with just you know. Stuff that you could you could run out of your Yeah, you didn't have to have a studio. Bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And use just your, you know, your personal laptop and right. synthesizer. And that's all you needed. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yep. So anyway, this guy, his name is Zach, but he goes by Bay Ledges and I'm gonna play a track here off of a single that he put out called Waterfalls. And the name of the song is called Not now, maybe never. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Now he's Love doing, it. he's doing something with his voice. That's not actually, uh, you know, his, his voice, it's, it's got some effects on it or something like that, but, um, just putting that out there. Like if you listen to other tracks on, uh, of his. So again, that was Bay ledges. And that was a song called not now, maybe never off of his EP waterfalls. Yeah. What'd you think about it? We can keep talking about the song. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, so big fan of the, I mean, it was very like, nodding back to I don't know like almost disco not disco well I mean disco is not the right word yeah I like, mean but maybe it was you know it was almost a, like in the same building at least as like a chill wave song yeah yeah like 80s like 80s synth pop, yeah yeah, yeah exactly but the, and that to me seems like what these bedroom pop artists typically do I mean it's just exactly like we were saying like with Toro Emois and Washed Out. Like, these guys are just making these tunes in their bedroom with synthesizers and stuff, mixers and, and whatnot. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's continuing. And I feel like TikTok um, has kind of led to a rise, like, a platform for, for these types of artists to, to get out there. You know, they can throw a quick little ditty on TikTok, you know. Dude, it's kind of crazy how, like, I'm reading more and more A artist blows up because their song was just on some random TikTok video. Yeah, because like with TikTok, like I I think you can. I've never made a TikTok. I don't know if I ever plan on doing Uh, it, but I know that like, you know, you hear music on TikToks and stuff and you actually see the name of the song in the corner. Right. So I think a lot of people, they see a really popular video that uses a song and then they want to make their own version of that video, and so they're going to use the same song. And then it's if it's a trending thing to do on TikTok, then you know there goes your your song. You know, just blew up. Anyway, well, that was great, man. Yeah, um, he's got a bunch of a bunch of great stuff like that. He he's you know he's put out a bunch of little EPs and stuff between like this year and last year, and yeah, he's been doing it since around 2016. So, anyway, again, that was Bay Ledges. And I'll throw it back to you, Q. What you got for us? Alright, man, so I'm gonna I'm bringing an, an artist and a song back into the fold. They were actually weren't gonna make it on it on this list this year, but I, I think they'll pair really well with Bay Ledges. So so this is an artist uh it's a trio. They go by seventy nine point five. They're from New York, and they are straight up like seventies funk. It's just good shit, dude. Like It's retro but in like all the right ways there's no cheese about it so uh this is a song of theirs it's just a single um came out earlier this year this one got stuck in my head dude and i like it just pops up every week or so probably all right so again the artist is 79.5 this song is called club level Yeah, I mean that was just a a it was a faithful callback to the '70s, I guess. Like it, it wasn't it, it it wasn't trying to to do anything like new with that sound. Like it was just spot on, you know. Yeah. But it was great. I I freaking loved it. It kind of reminded me of like at least your vocals reminded me of that um, Strawberry Switchblade band that you brought. Oh yeah, dude. And that was an yeah. '80s '80s group, right? Right. Yeah. 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 But. Um, you know, like love the, the saxophone, the saxophone and stuff. The vibe of it kind of reminded me of some stuff that Steely Dan does. Oh yeah, um, good call, dude. You know, it's always hard to compare any band to Steely Dan, but I mean, the same vibe, like that. What the, the imagery that you may like conjure up when you listen to a song like that, you know, like a sw- a swanky piano lounge or something. But yeah, I mean, that's like this is the aesthetic they're going for, right down to like how they dress and. Yeah, and the look of the you know, album art and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they've got it they've got the aesthetic down and everything. So yeah. Really cool. So that was seventy nine point five. The song was called Club Level. And I'm dude, we're rapid firing this time, dude. Passing you know back what, dude, to you. Last week was a slow burner, dude. We took our time. But you know what? I managed to, to get it down to like seventy minutes, which is pretty that's, that's that's, pretty that's typical true. you know what i don't know i don't know how i did it but you, you you must have trimmed a lot of the fact then well yeah we were recording for like almost two hours so yeah that's what it was out it, there, that tells you how much uh <laughs> how much of the words that come out of our mouth don't don't need to be said you know <laughs> yeah right all right all right dude are you gonna pivot us i, I feel like we uh, need to pivot. yes i'm gonna pivot us but you know I think we all know by now. I love listening to video game stuff, right? That was my number one genre on Spotify wrapped for this year. But if I'm gonna bring a track to No Filler that's a video game score, I you know, I try to make sure that it it kind of falls somewhere in the realm of like the types of styles that we bring to No Filler, right? Yeah, so last week you brought that Japanese breakfast. Yeah, it was a Japanese breakfast uh video game score so like that's that's a no-brainer right because we've actually featured her on the show before but anyway this guy his name is ben prunty and he i guess made a name for himself with the score that he did for a game called faster than light ftl oh i've seen this you must have showed this to me probably i probably i probably shared the, yeah but um yeah it's called ftl it came out in 2012 right so he's been doing this for a while uh, This year, he provided the score for a video game called Subnautica Below Zero. Now, I haven't played the game. And that's usually the case for most of the stuff that I listen to. Video game stuff that I listen to. But, um, so yeah, this is his longest score that he's ever done. It's over two hours long. And uh, the way he describes I'm going to have him, uh, th- this is from the Bandcamp page. He says, vintage synths, kalimba, granular Synthesis, whatever that is, lots of reverb, and the occasional water phone all come together to evoke the mystery and loneliness of planet 4546B. It sounds like it's an open-world survival-type game, and you're on this planet with water, right? It's a water planet, and you're just Subnautica. exploring. Yeah, exactly. You're exploring the depths, right? That's cool. all you need to know. So this song is called kelp caves and again it's on the soundtrack subnautica below zero by ben Pronty. I feel like even if you didn't tell me what the game was about, images of like the deep ocean totally would have popped up in my head, man. Yeah, he nails it, right? Really well done. He, he nails the the atmosphere and everything. um yeah. So, yeah, if you like that, I'm going to point you back to our episode on Lossel and our episode on Kiln. Yeah, we've, a good we've, call. Dude. Yeah, we've done a couple good of call. like ambient artists atmospheric atmospheric ambience with with some elect you know electronic beat elements to it right that's what i like about this particular song i mean like i said the record is over two hours long so like there's a bunch of there's a lot of just ambient ambient stuff right but sometimes he'll throw in like some 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 beat behind it right yeah and and kiln does some similar stuff where it's it's just like the most like natural-sounding electronic music. It's so hard to describe, yeah. yeah. Right? But that's kind of what makes Lossal Lossal, right? And same with and Kill And kiln, kiln, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, with kiln they, like, do field recordings and stuff like that. Right. I and mean, they manipulate right. the field recordings to turn it into a synthesizer, or turn it into, like, yeah. a drum beat or whatever. Anyway, uh, what I love about video games, if you're going to listen to the soundtrack from an indie video game, it's probably going to have an indie musician behind it, Right. Yeah, and so you're getting to to kind of hear artists that might not do what a traditional video or movie composer, video game or movie composer would do, right? So anyway, that guy, his name is Ben Prunty. If you like that, you'll like everything he does. But again, that was the soundtrack for Subnautica Below Zero and Q. I imagine you're going to pivot us once again. I mean, I I could actually bring something that's kind of similar, but I'm not, dude. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Okay. So this is another band that's, uh you might be familiar with from a previous episode. Uh, it's a an emo uh, post-punk band called Fiddlehead. Fell in love with their album Between the Riches earlier this year. Uh, I brought a song of theirs called Heart to Heart, uh, one of our earlier What You Heard's. Dude, this is just one of those moments, one of those bands and one of those albums where it just makes me happy that Early 2000s style emo is still kicking. And these guys have only been around for, I mean, maybe uh, six or seven years. Not that long, uh, you know, compared to the, that, what was it? The second wave wave, emo? Second wave was, was um, like Jimmy World. No, Jimmy World. Well, Jimmy World was like, they had their foot in, in both waves or whatever. second Second and and third yeah okay but like second wave was like what were they called promise ring and like yeah yeah american football stuff like that yeah anyways um here's another great song from the album so uh again this is an artist called fiddlehead and this song is called joy boy Just always put a smile on my face, man, and just bring back just it, a dude. wave of nostalgia. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's a that's a great track, man. I yeah, call me Joy Boy, dude, because that, that's <laughs> what that's what just happened to me.
2: Yeah, man, filled
1: with joy, dude. The whole album is fantastic. Yeah, I remember dude. the song that you brought earlier in the year was another yeah. killer track. Yeah, but yeah, so that their sound, at least in that song, reminded me of. A lot of the tooth and nail type bands that we yes. to like, Slow Coming Day,
0: and uh, I don't remember if Hey Amberlynn, Mercedes.
1: maybe a little bit. Amberlin had such a unique sound, but yeah, yeah. similar, but like I, I don't remember if Hey Mercedes was on Slow Coming or uh, uh, Tooth and nail. Or nail. But I mean, that kind of third wave emo sound, yeah, it's that's great, man. I don't have to queue up that record. It's fantastic. So again, that's Joy Boy. The artist is Fiddlehead. The album is Between the Richness. One of my favorite. Artist discoveries of the year, hands down. Yeah, that's um, great, man. So, I love it. Yeah, really looking forward to hearing more stuff from him. All about it. All right, man, passing it back to you. What you got? Dude, we're like a we're like a well-oiled machine today. Love it. <laughs> All right. You know, it was bound to happen, Q. I'm bringing some metal. Oh, man. I mean, of course, right? Oh, man. That's one thing you can count on me that you, you won't get from Q. Video game music. And metal, at least on this podcast. You will never hear metal from me. That's just it, man. Well, I'm I'm trying to get you to to to, you know, I'm trying to get you into the fold here. I just don't listen to it on my own. Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'll say this. The closest I think I'll ever get to listening to metal on my own is um What Queens of the Stone Age? No, uh it's it's the Shoegaze. what what do they call it? Oh Doom Doom Gaze? Doomgaze, yeah. Yeah. That's the closest I'll ever get to enjoying metal. But that's you know could be like a gateway drug. Q. I feel like Queens of the Stone Age. Yes, that record song for the songs for the dead songs for the songs for the deaf brother. That's another (laughs) every time between Britt Daniels and it's Britt Daniels. I know that was the joke. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's because there's a song on the record called "A Song for the Dead."
2: Sure. Anyway.
1: I feel like, genuinely, I think that record was my gateway into metal outside of Metallica. Like, my intro to metal was Metallica, right? Well, it's yeah. probably a lot of people, right? Queens of the Stone Age was the first... That that album was the first album that I like that, actually enjoyed yeah. screaming yeah, on well, a record, dude. Before I mean, that, I just didn't understand it. And that probably I mean, ages me a little that's bit. That's it, dude. I mean, why don't you... Uh... <laughs> What more do you need to know, man? It's time to listen to more metal. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. Bring gonna, it on, dude. Uh, Let's hear it. All right. So, I'm going to bring I'm bringing a band that's actually been around for, for a while. They're called Gojira, which, you know, is, I think, like the, the Japanese name for Godzilla or something like that. They were called Godzilla originally and changed mm. their name to Gojira. Anyways, uh, they are uh, a French heavy metal band. So I have only really listened to, like, their first record and then this record. So, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in between that I'm not familiar with, right? But at their first record, or at least their first one under the name uh, Gojira, at least, uh, Terra Incognita came out in 2000. And it sounds a lot different than their new record this year that came out called Fortitude. And, you know, if you were to throw all the labels that have been thrown on them before, and, you know, this is kind of a joke about metal. Some of the subgenres are are, are kind of funny. Technical death metal, progressive metal, groove metal, and post metal. Okay. Technical death metal. Is that like the same as saying I, I mean, only listen metal. to in- intelligent dance music? Yeah, yeah probably. Like, but, you know, yeah. I think it's just death metal, but like highly. Maybe, maybe more like math rock kind of. Yeah, something like yeah. that, right? Anyway, so I wanted to read what people were saying about this record because I wanted to get a sense of, like, did this record is this a a change from their typical sound? Blah blah blah, right? And a lot of the reviews I am reading, uh, Kerrang! With an exclamation mark, it's a very well known like metal publication, and you know from what they're saying about this record is that it's it's a lot of what they're known for, but also like it's a very it's a more approachable. Album for maybe people that that weren't into you know maybe technical death metal or whatever. Right. Anyway, I'm gonna play a track off of their new record came out this year, which is actually a postponed record. It was supposed to come out in 2020, but the pandemic kind of slowed oh. it down. So we got a 2021 release instead. Nice. Uh, so I'm gonna play a song here called New Found. Get ready to fucking rock, dude. <laughs> B-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. some corn pipes <laughs> Don't i'm just, kidding. I'm just uh, kidding i like that though that was, that was great okay well this is what i'm talking about q now forgive me uh would you would you consider that like industrial no why <laughs> well, is it because like that that kind of effect they have on the guitar? Yeah, that sounds like a drill or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, that's uh, what I was. I don't think it's of... industrial metal. Like to me, like industrial metal is, don't know, is like Nine Inch know. Nails or something like that. Okay. But I think with industrial metal, it incorporates like synths and stuff like that into it. It's more like electronic type stuff, sampling, yeah. sequencer lines, stuff like that. But like Marilyn Manson falls under that Fear Factory, Nine Inch Nails stuff like that. Anyway, so you were joking, I think because it was a it was a callback <laughs> joke, and you said, "Sounds like corn, yeah, no, they don't, but, don't but no, so. no, but I will say that like there are elements of new metal in this particular song, so you know, okay, you could say that that makes it sound like corn a little bit, I know man, right? that's what I said yeah. <laughs> i I'm still so like oblivious to to metal. all you got to do is just just listen give to it, it give it a listen it. Yeah, okay, you don't got you don't have to worry about it. What genre is this? Like, you know what? Just listen to it. It's all good. Let me read this. Uh, This is from the Kerrang! review at the end here. This is how they close this review. They say, This is an important album, not only because it extends Gojira's palette and cements their place as one of metal's most skilled and uncompromising bands. They're also one of the most inspiring, as they call for strength, for action, and above all, for fortitude. Hang in there, and Gojira Will be right beside you. Hmm. Hey man, Lovely. that's how I feel about metal, dude. They got you. <laughs> so is there? Metal's for you. got your back. <laughs> anyway, so that was Gojira. The record is called Fortitude. That song was called Newfound. And there's, we can only pivot from here, Q, because you don't have a metal song on your list. I don't, man. I'm really torn, really torn here on what to play next, man. How do you flow from a song like that? All right, it's decided. Here's what's happening, brother. I'm bringing a song from our old pals, Kings of Leon. No, I didn't realize, because I pretend like they don't exist anymore, that they put out <laughs> new music. Well, I have to give a shout-out to our old buddy Mitchell for, for sending this song my way earlier this year. Whoa, so they put out a whole new record? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, so here's the deal. Um, if you go as far back as our, what, third episode? Fourth, maybe? you would know by now that we kind of lost faith and hope in kings of leon a while ago and it's just i think it's because for us we became mega fans of of kings of leon when their first album youth and young manhood came out and then into Ah aha shake heartbreak too and Ah aha shake heartbreak and then they just blew up and their sound changed you know and you can't you can't be mad at them no, for you that can't you know them. but i you know, just they're on a major record label they got they got numbers to hit they're they're one of the biggest bands of the last decade they now. were definitely yeah they Easily. were at the top top too for a little bit like they had some huge singles that yeah really like skyrocketed them i mean shit man like the last 15 years they've been they've been one of the biggest bands in the world i'd it, say crazy and we saw them in a tiny little music venue in in, in deep ellum when they were touring for Ahashe Carpreak, you know, and they had, they still had the, the, the beards and the, dude, the bell bottoms and stuff. And they were just... Oh, I think we must have caught at least two shows for yeah, the Youth and Young Man tour. Yeah, I think you're right. Tour. Yeah, maybe Youth and Young Man would... Actually, we saw them open for the Strokes. That was the first time we saw them. Yeah. yeah Remember yeah. that? Oh, anyway. Yeah, dude. So we've seen them like three times. Anyway, so let's just, let's just ask this question. Let me ask, ask this question, Q. Okay. Is it time to pay attention to Kings of Leon again? I... I'm going to admit that I haven't listened to this album. I have listened to the one song that Mitchell sent me, and it was just one of those like moments. I was just like, "All right, I see you." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see you guys. Oh, you're, you're back. You're... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like uh, you know, I, I think with Kings of Leon, like their sound has always been Kings of Leon. Yeah, but the types of songs that they started to write just were completely different from. It really to. aggressive like raw type stuff that they were doing right. on youth and young manhood right and that's why we didn't that's why we the straight nitty, away gritty bluesy stuff yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but anyway i respect them for who they are i'm just gonna Same. say that yeah and so this is an album called when you see yourself and i'm gonna give another, uh, give another shout out to mitch old buddy mitch he, he shared this song with me a while back and yeah man it's just one of those just I mean, just a great song dude i think it's a I'm not going to call it a 180, but it's pretty different from Gojira. Oh, I'm sure it is. (laughs) All right. This song is called 100,000 People. like welcoming an old friend back into my life you know? <laughs> really man i feel like this is exactly what they would sound like you know 18 years after their first record you know what i mean like this seems yeah. like a, a natural evolution like it's a yeah. more mature sound it's, it's more mature the 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 lyrics are very like you know and youth now manhood they're singing about freaking trannies and stuff you know <laughs> there's literally right. a song called tranny on the record right you know what I mean? And Like f- uh, testosterone. Like you know, uh, what, what's <laughs> yeah. the song? What's that song? Uh, you know, pistol of fire and like. Oh yeah. Four kicks. You know, they were early like twenty-something. Yeah, man. exactly. They were singing about what they would sing about for their age group, but like, but his voice, man, his voice will always be. It's so such a compelling voice, and it always has been. Like, yeah, he's got one of the greatest voices in 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 music to come out the last few few decades, right? The last couple. Of decades I agree. At least. This version of it and the version from Youth and yeah. Young Manhood, you know, this exactly. one's a more like subtle. He's not, he's not screaming, yeah, you know, but yeah. And I, I got to give a shout out as always to, um, oh, God, I wish I w- I knew their names off the top of my head. I know Caleb, uh, drummer Nathan. He he is such a great drummer, dude. I love his drum beats. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's the same, four same dudes, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, you know... What, three brothers and a cousin? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was great, man. I may have to cue this record up and just uh, catch up with my buddies. We should give it a go. Yeah. 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 So, again, that song was 100,000 People by Kings of Leon. The album is called When You See Yourself. And, what, we got three songs left? Yep. All right, dude. Okay. Where where are we going to go from here? Uh... This might be a nice transition. Are you gonna bring another artist from our past back into? The I place? am actually, yeah. By the past, I mean earlier this year. Okay. Um, but this this is one of my favorite records of this year, and one of my favorite discoveries. You may remember this band. They're called Bad Math, I do. and they are a, I, I believe a, a a shoegaze. I guess you could call them new gaze band from Hong Kong, and. This record is just like so special, dude. I love it so much. So I brought a song called Walls to an earlier What You Heard. And I just want to bring another track from this record. So the album is called Missing Narrative. And I'm just going to let the song speak for itself. So this is the opening track off of this record. And it's called Tunnel. And you're right to call it new gaze because there's like, yeah, there's the proper shoegaze. There's the, the dream pop. And there's like, there's like some math rock elements to that. Yeah. I was going to clarify, like, I guess the only, the only shoegaze thing about it is, is maybe the vocals. And I feel like that almost makes it fall more under the dream pop. Yeah. Umbrella. Yeah. But there's, there was that kind of that wall of sound a little bit, maybe feel but not, to it, not the traditional, like, like guitar type sound, but right. you know, really there's, they're kind of like a, they're kind of like an indie dream pop. It reminded me band. of letting up despite great faults a little bit with mm. the synthy stuff. Yeah. And then some more like uh technical, like math rock kind of yeah, guitar stuff towards the end there. Yeah. And this is like was great. But yeah. I, what I like about them is just, they're just very stripped down, like straightforward, uh, really simple songs, but like, they're just so well done. And like, I don't know if you picked up on the, um, like that little break in the middle where it was like this quote that was being, it almost sounded like somebody speaking through like a, like, like almost like a dystopian movie or something like that. Yeah. Like a quote. But anyway, the the quote itself, I actually found the lyrics. um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but like, uh, I'm just going to read this part of it. At least the light at the end of the tunnel is probably the headlight of another train approaching us from the opposite direction. Like almost like a defeatist type attitude maybe it's like oh the light of the end of the tunnel you know we're about to escape the tunnel oh it's just a train coming to you know (laughs) yeah obliterate us interesting anyway i i like the if you wanted to pull up the lyrics and read that little quote it's very i don't know it's just a really well done to insert that in the middle of the song anyway so that song was called tunnel the band is called bad math the record is called missing narrative and that's probably one of my top five records of the year for sure i'm yeah i'm queuing it up dude i it's, gotta it's, i gotta give that a it's listen. like fan it's fantastic dude and it's you know eight eight tracks 38 minutes really really good there's a lot of great stuff coming out of hong kong a lot of great yes. stuff. yes all right q this is your last track it's my last track for the day what do you got so i'm gonna stick in the dream pop vein it's a group called new dad it's all one word and they just released an EP earlier this year called Waves. It's a little six-track EP. And, yeah, this is just one of those catchy, like, it's it's super pop. Super poppy, like, heavy on the pop side of the dream pop. Um, just super, I mean, just a fucking earworm, dude. Get ready. So, again, this art, the artist is New Dad. EP is called Waves. This song is called Blue. Blue. <laughs> there's any truth to this but like it just feels like there's just a really there's a there's like an indie revival i I don't know resurgence i I don't know something like that but i mean maybe it's something to do with the pandemic or something like that and these musicians are just have more time to write tunes or something like that in their (laughs) freaking bedrooms right but this yeah that's a great track and you know goes goes into exactly what we've been talking about the last couple weeks where it's like Either we're just drawn to to female musicians this year or just they're they're dominating, you know. I love it, dude. The lyrics lyrics are great. Yeah, lyrics are great too, man. She's just like she's just dealing with like a a bummer of a partner. While you took your time, you wasted mine. I said I wanted you. You said you felt too blue. And while you were making up your mind, I lost mine. We don't like the same things. I want to dance, and you just want to drink. I want to talk, and you just want to sit alone and think. This person sounds like a bummer, dude. And she's just like letting them know about it, like you know what? I got to, sp- I got to speak my mind for once. Anyways, the whole EP is great, dude. It's just a little, a little six-track EP. They did just release a uh, new single not that long ago called Ladybird, so I feel like they're queuing up to to drop a full length pretty soon here, which is great. Nice. So again, the artist is New Dad. That song was called Blue. And how are we going to wrap this one up, dude? What you got for us? I got a banger to close this out, Q. Because that's the only way to end an episode is with a banger. I agree. And there's no no doubt in my mind, Q, that you're going to absolutely love this. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, we all know that Quentin loves psychedelic rock yes sir in like the first year i feel like of episodes you know we used to do what you heard segments at the end of every episode or the beginning depending on when we we switched it around we've i feel like what you heard is just always changing anyway yeah we we brought one song each yeah every week every episode Yeah. yeah yeah anyway for, like, the longest time, it was always psychedelic rock after psychedelic, rock every single episode. Yeah, and that's really all I was listening to. Yeah. That's it for, like, a year straight. Psych rock, new and old. Oh, boy, do I got something for you, Q. <laughs> so these guys are called the Lazy Eyes, and they are a psych rock band from Sydney, Australia. And as we know of Australia, Q, they produced Tame Impala, right? they did produce Kevin Tame Parker um, of uh, straight out of Perth. Perth yeah Perth Australia anyway I just wanted to bring that up real quick because the comparisons to Tame Impala and uh, King Gizzard which I confess I've never Ooh. really gotten into all that much oh they're great but I know they're that great, they're, they're, they're really really great yeah I know they're that. great and they're all over the place every yeah. album's gonna sound different anyway um, I wanted to quote I think this is one of the guitar players of this band lazy eye because i like how they embrace it anyway they were interviewed by nme magazine and they said you know they're asking about the comparisons that Tim apollo and, and King gives it right and he says he being um itay sachar of course i fucked it up he's one of the <laughs> guitar players and he says it's hard not to wear your influences on your sleeve when we were young those bands were some of our heroes so i get nice. it nice and That's he says, awesome. we might not even be a band if it wasn't for Tame and Giz. They've paved the way for a lot of young artists. There are so many artists who hit it big in Australia, but don't attract much of an international following. It's inspiring to see them tour around the world, drawing huge crowds. The comparisons aren't something to be afraid of. So you know, I like that. Nice. Embrace it. Pay some homage to your heroes. For real, dude. Take it as a compliment. And I think, you know, he's absolutely right to point out that like Tame and Paula sort of put the eyes of the music world on Australia, you know, especially Perth and stuff like that. Definitely him and Courtney Barnett, dude. Anyway. All right, Q, we're going to let this play out a little bit. Cause it, it's got a bunch of cool parts to it. So here we go. This song is called where's my brain from EP two by the lazy eyes. triumph my friend nothing to snuff about (laughs) right um and they were pulling from all kinds of great styles of of modern psych rock and i mean yeah i think modern psych all psych rock stays true to how it's always sounded you know what i mean like it it always comes from a a 70s kind of headspace yeah and and they're they're bringing in like one of my favorite Modern psych rock bands, the sound carriers. Ooh, I, to- yeah, I yeah yeah t- talk about it. I talk about them all the time. Yeah, um, with the like organ sounds and mm-hmm. the vocal stylings and harmonizing. Yeah, love that stuff, dude. Yeah, and of course the breakdown at the end. Yeah, that dual guitar stuff. Yeah, dude. The song is six minutes thirty nine seconds long. So you know it's a jam. It's a jam song, right? Just yeah. like any good song should be. Really if you think about it. But yeah, so the song was written, like it's it's a bit heavier than some of their other stuff. So like uh, the lead singer, um, Harvey Gerardi, G- G- let's just say Gerardi. he said it was written, uh, we were getting into heavier music and our live set was really lacking some mosh music. So sure. they wrote this as a, a song for people to to mash to basically during their mash? live sets. You mean, Mosh? Uh, Mosh. Yeah, I said mash <laughs> mash to during their live set. Anyway, that was not a female vocalist, by the way. Oh shit. Really? I thought it was at first. No, it's not. It's just a, uh, Harvey just hit, hits the high notes, I guess. Harvey Girardi. But anyway, kind of reminded me, you know, not, not, they didn't remind me of, but I mean the higher registered vocals of a psych rock band reminds me of temples. Although I don't really care for them anymore, but anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. They also put out a single, I think earlier in the year called "Fuzz Jam." Another great, another great track. Anyway, if you like that, just cue the cue their songs. I mean, they're all just really good. Like that, just great '70s psych rock. You know, what more do you need? Really awesome. So again, that was a, a song off of EP two by the Lazy Eyes. The song was called "Where's My Brain." And that's it, dude. That's how we wrap up our third week. That means we got one week left. Got one week left, dude. So you're bringing your your f- top five of your favorites. That's right. I have... And, right, and, and let me tell you something, dude. I've been shuffling this list around for the last three weeks. So, like, yeah. some songs were kicked up. Some were kicked down. But, yeah, this is it. This is the last five. So... In my opinion, these are some of my my favorite tracks of the year. The, the last five that, were, that I'm bringing, at least. I don't know where you're where you ended up because you just kind of it could just be sort of the the the, the table scraps or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> nah, dude. I, I yeah, no, nah, dude. I got some great ones coming up for the for our last our last hoorah. Well, uh, all right, that's next week. Be our last ten as we count down our favorite tracks of 2021, and then we're gonna kick off next year. With, well, you know what, Q? There'll be a perfect opportunity to talk about them next week, and that's all I'm going to say. So, anyway, um, yeah, tune in next week. We got ten more tracks for you for our last episode of the year. Like we said earlier, go to tSTt.com Use no filler fifteen at checkout to get fifteen percent off your order. Follow us on Instagram at no filler podcast. Look us up. Follow us. And then, of course, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the network for music lovers, Q. That's right. The podcast network for music lovers. It's us and a bunch of other music-centric podcasts. So it's your one-stop shop. If you like us, chances are you'll like a few more Hanging out with a bunch of music nerds. Yeah, basically that's all it is. But yeah, if you follow the Pantheon Podcast uh, feed on like, Spotify and stuff like that, you'll hear our show in there, but then you'll also get everybody else's show, their latest shows or episodes in the network. So Yeah, yeah. it's cool. You can you can hear us all in one spot. Yeah, it's like a radio. Is, it's It's kind it's of really how, cool. they, how they see it. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, PantheonPodcast.com if you want to learn more about the network that we're under. And that's it, man. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. See ya.